but not everyone yeah, can be not everyone it. can be vulnerable and honest Asha was talking about being afraid of being vulnerable on the internet that is so real that is so real the, putting these episodes up editing them and putting them up for me I my heart is racing every time because I'm like I don't know if I want to share this with people but I've gotten to the point in my life and, I, and my co-hosts I hopefully agree because they're here where, I almost cried today. Yes. Okay. <laughs> like you saw, I was like, oh. Yes. <laughs> so, if you've been watching our episodes, uh, which I, I again, I, we say this every time, but I feel it every time. Thank you guys so much for watching like there are people watching that I never thought was gonna we're gonna watch this and yeah it has made it's given me uh motivation to keep going it's giving me motivation to keep doing it so thank yeah. you guys so much uh and today we have a present we have a present for everyone and I wanted to do this uh specifically because the last couple of podcasts have kind of geared a little negative uh just talking about you know not everything in life is positive right like just talking mm-hmm. about some things mm-hmm. that we deal with but today, I thought it would be great after all that negativity to talk about how we handle it, how we deal with it. And not only just that, but I want to check in with you guys. So today is going to be a mental health check. We're going to talk about where we've come from with our mental health. We're going to talk about where it's led. And we're going to talk about with how we're dealing with it now as, as adults and as uh, YouTubers it, it, big air quotes on that one guys uh, <laughs> big air quotes i don't think a lot of people who are watching which are mostly people who we know uh our friends and family and you know we got some randoms out there we see you we love you yeah but uh we got some randoms out there you guys just might not know this stuff i mean and it, it is a little scary to be putting it out there for ourselves but we do think that it is something that people need to hear and it will help i genuinely think that our stories could help so we're gonna put them out there and hopefully you guys uh enjoy it it's not too uh yes. too uh what do you call it sappy like <laughs> too, i don't know are I we call gonna it cry terrifying. today i call it mushy <laughs> are we gonna cry on the podcast no we're hopefully not, not but we we do want to express ourselves but i'll 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 start things off just as i tend to do <laughs> Uh, <laughs> talking about like where I where I came from, and the cutest. because I've known Sachelle for a long time, she has been able to see the products of this, and then also where it's gone. Mm. So I think that this is a really cool, unique conversation that we're gonna have at least about ourselves because we know a lot mm. about each other. But when I was younger, and I'm talking this before, maybe I met even Sachelle. I was so, so, so self-conscious. I was so, my self-esteem was literally the lowest. I was bullied in a way, and I don't talk, again, I don't talk about, I'm a big dude. I have a lot of confidence. Telling people that I was bullied is not something I like to do. But I was bullied in such a way that I was ostracized by my the entire population of my school, I was given names that even as adults would not stand. Like you shouldn't call anyone these things. And it turned into me hating myself. Like full on in every way you can imagine hating myself. Right. And the reason why I want to talk about this is because of where I am now. 
I love myself. Yeah. I love I love who I am. I love my friends. I love my family. I love you guys. Like like there's so much love in my heart. And to come from that place to this place is the reason we're having this podcast because I know my lovely co-hosts also have have taken their journeys. And I think that if you're willing to stay and and listen today that you're going to you're going to hear some things that yeah might help you get over the same things. Hating yourself I think is an innately human thing. I think perfection is all around us. It's advertised all around us constantly. And we are constantly holding ourselves to standards that may not be realistic or even good for you as yeah. a person. Right. So yep. I just wanted to start off with my own little story. I'll let you guys <laughs> before I rant. Yeah. I mean, coming um, as a child, I mean, I, who, as a child, I really didn't have a sense of self. I was, I was, if you can believe it, the most shy child. <laughs> Sashel being shy, what? I know, like literally, um, I remember being in elementary school and just like not talking ever. Same Z's, like not even like, like if I had to use a laboratory, I would, I would, I wouldn't raise my hand because I had like such high social anxiety. Anxiety. Oh my God, dude. Of like being judged. And this is since like five to seven Right. Five to seven. I like maybe four to seven. I'm not really sure. Wow. Because uh, do I remember? Yeah, time. Not uh, really. What's time? <laughs> uh, what is what time? Is, what is time when wow. you're a child? Right. But but yeah, I do remember having crazy social anxiety and just just not feeling like a person, not feeling um, like feeling like I was just too separate from Different. everyone around me mm-hmm. and that no one Everyone would judge me for every little thing. Every little, and you know what, Sash? If you agree with me, let me know. But I think that uh, we talk a lot about mixed stuff on on here. I do think that that level of self awareness, that young, is inherent in being mixed race, because you are forced to identify yourself younger than most people. Because, like again, like what are you, black or white? How are you going to talk, black or white? How are you going to act, black or white? And that's from the second that we enter society, which is usually kindergarten, preschool for most people. From the second we entered society, we had to choose who we were going to be, and we're too young to even understand what that's supposed to look like. Because you started with your differences, like just visibly with the world you were surrounded by. We wear it on our skin. (laughs) Yeah, there there was no real. So as children, and as we've talked about before, children are very blunt. Right. Wow. So, I mean, when you're different as a child and other children can't relate to you, they they pick on you, right? Viciously. Um, viciously. <laughs> viciously. They are they are vicious, but yes. they're children, so right. we forgive it. It's right. fine. Um, but as a child, also at the time, you know, like my, I just felt like there was no place for me. Yep. Therefore, I created an inner safe place. Like I was a crazy kid at home, like right. running Energetic. around, yelling, screaming. Right, like, right, same. No yep. shyness at all. But as soon as I was in public, I was like, nope, I'm just Shut not going to say anything ever. And I think it's important that uh, people know that we aren't we aren't qualifying ourselves as different. 
That that is something that we were told. Like like we were too young to know that what we were doing was different, right? So when you're quiet in class uh, and a bunch of kids tell you you're weird because you're quiet, you are now separating yourself. You are now different, right? Like without right. without your own judgment of it, you are now being placed different. And I think when you're a kid, it can be really damaging to your psyche, man. Because, you know, Sasha talks about being shy. I was I was similar, but also like when people would talk to me, I would get so excited that someone was talking to me that I would hyper like I would go the like full swing in the other direction. <laughs> like, oh you wanna go you wanna play? Oh you wanna go? oh I have all these toys you want me to share with you? Oh uh, you know, and it, it just it, <laughs> take them all. Right. And people are like, What the hell, man? You're like, you need to chill. Like, what is wrong with you? And I think that when you're young like that, it's easy to fall into that pit hole of like something's wrong with me. Something has to be wrong with me. Like otherwise, why wouldn't nobody like me? Like something has to be right. wrong with me. And you know what? We talk a lot about our parents on this show. And I'm gonna say this early and 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 very clearly. My mother and my father at the time uh, is my stepdad, but now I call him dad. We'll just clarify that now. Uh, we're the most loving and supportive people they could ever have been. It they 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 loved me unconditionally. But there are some things that they just could not understand. They like I couldn't explain it to them and then they couldn't inherently know it about themselves because sure. they come from a different place. So like even though you know you could ask like oh where was your support? You know why did you feel this way? Where were the people surrounding you helping you? They were there. It just didn't matter. Oh, I think your mic dropped, girl. A few moments later. Yeah, I was just saying uh, uh, how we did have support. It, it wasn't from a lack of support. It wasn't like, you know, tr right. trouble at home. Yeah, no, my mother was the most supportive. Like, I would come home crying because my feelings were hurt because kids are mean um and she's like no you're you're great like you're beautiful you know don't worry about what other people say right. and as much as like like i understand now that that's kind of what you say to comfort someone right it, yeah. it, it is but that doesn't mean you know it works all the time on children so like knowing that my mom loved me and knowing that my peers didn't um, just had it had a different effect. It almost I, I don't want to say it made it um, worse, but it, it, it uh, like I had a very similar experience. It was polarizing. I definitely had like a strong home base of love. And uh, I have so there's me. I'm the middle child. My older sister and my younger sister all were like, uh, I don't know. We're very similar. And then my mom's very similar, too. So I had this like variation of women who are all different than me that all like love me for who I was and then you throw my dad in there too who's like a really great father figure so you it's so like when you I went friends. into school and people didn't like me I was like good I don't like you either because you don't <laughs> like me ew <laughs> it's like you you had friends like Brett, like grown in your house like you had ingrown friends thick as thieves right <laughs> which is that's dope and i had like so i had my older sister and if i wanted that type of a friend where we were gonna like geek out about uh books or we were gonna like make an imaginary world then i had my older sister and then if i wanted to like 
be silly with my little sister. I had her as well. And then I had the different experience of having the three of us. Like that was a whole unique experience of friendship because with the two of them plus me added together, it created this like whole new dynamic of antics. So did it, did you, in your opinion, was it hard for you or easier for you to assimilate into the culture around you, regardless of how people felt about you, because you had like basically a group of friends that was never going anywhere? (laughs) it was really easy to assimilate it was really hard to make meaningful connections that led somewhere else so I could Ah. definitely like yes man my way through every social interaction but then when it came to like oh but now we're gonna have a play date outside of school that I was really struggled making that happen I see Uh, so were you labeled as different at school like different like in any kind of a way? I was labeled at no. So short answer is no. I was kind of like one of those free floaters. You know how you get al- – there are kids who get along with everybody. Right. But they don't really belong to a group. Yes. But not in like a standout kind of way. It's just like, oh, sometimes she's here. Right. Funny enough, so to avoid uh, being labeled as different, that was kind of my end game. Right. Why? Well, like my end game – was where you started my end game was that person who is i wasn't hated by anyone and but i wasn't like as close as could be to anyone either i was always friendly with every group like because right. my school was a slightly clicky but not not anything crazy but i kind of like mingled with everyone but was not like part of that core group of any any friend group really this is kind of what i was gonna say is like i think that these are all different steps of the same journey i just feel like danny might have started a little bit more advanced than we got not not because of race or anything but just you know circumstance yeah uh we the things that i liked when i was a kid were weird like the things that i found interesting were considered weird at the time so like i had no choice like whereas sasha i feel like Uh, Just from what you said, it seemed like you went in, went, oh, this is not what I like. And then you're like, okay, how can I make it work for myself? I was too, I don't know, stubborn or just like maybe even too oblivious to realize that what I was doing was leading to where I was socially. So I just like stubbornly, pigheadedly kept being weird. I just the weird kid. Right. Right. Yeah. I feel you on that, but the thing is about me is um, as a child, I didn't really have any level of individuality. And then <laughs> as I did get kind of a feel for who I was as a person, it was it was easy because I don't feel passionately about like many things. Right. It was easy to say, yeah, I like this enough. To, to just do it if that's right. what the people around me want to do. Right. And I never had an issue with that. So, yeah. So the people around me, like, if they were really into anime, like, that right. happened for a while, then, yeah, that's what I got into. And, and I learned that I really enjoyed it. But the thing is, is there's not many things that I hate. Right. Like, I like to have a good time. And if it's fun then I'll, I'll try it. I do that right. with food. I do that with clothes. I do that with basically everything. And maybe that comes from just being mixed and not having and right. kind of creating 
that individual culture, but it's almost like a, I can't hate it if I haven't tried it kind of, kind of mindset. Yes. It, I also do that in social situations. Right. And um, that's that's kind of really how I've avoided being different or being seen as super different. Um, And it made assimilation really easy as you grew up as you got older as as i got older and got good at it as soon as i (laughs) as soon as i started talking to people i realized that i can be into basically anything they're into with no issues and it was never any sweat off my back right like trying something new is always fun and if i don't like it right then i can just say that and those just aren't the people for me and I want to drop a quick uh, disclaimer just because I don't want people to think that we're telling them to do this. I want oh, no. you, we are literally just telling you our perspectives going through it and how we handled it. Mm. We are three very different people sitting here in, in this podcast. Yeah. So, like, yeah. as, as Sasha was saying that, all I'm doing is thinking about all the times that I tried to do that and it just didn't work. People yeah, just I was did literally going like to say. I would not advise this for and for everyone because that is this is part of my truth. Right. And my truth says that I don't really hate anything that is a new experience. Right. And therefore I didn't lose anything from doing this. But some people are really passionate about certain things. Like honestly, you know, like my passion for K-pop mm. is real. Mm. And if someone, yeah. I don't care what anyone thinks, that's what I like. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it, Same. It just, that's a something that just is, you right. know? Um, it's not going anywhere because of Jim yeah. or Jill. I think just real, right. like as adversely to how you were coming up, names. as I was coming up, I had similar thing where we were both really shy and didn't talk to anyone. But then as I started talking to people, I realized that, oh, okay, if you are interested in the things that other people are interested in, and then you just, you know, find a way to be interested in that, then you will have friends. The problem with my story is we moved a lot. So the people that I was trying to Mm. assimilate to changed constantly. Right. So that made it like really hard for me because when I went from like early elementary school into middle school my middle school was much more uh predominantly white we talk about this a lot but that being so like the interests were very different the interests were were completely changed so then me going from watching Dragon Ball Z with kids from my school and it not being weird and you know and then going to middle school and kids stealing my manga books and throwing them in the garbage because they they were like stop reading that weird stuff like and then kids like kids reporting me to the teachers because the manga girl had big boobies and like you know making it an actual problem for me in my life to just be the person that i wanted (laughs) to be and it yeah it got to the point where i believed them i thought that what i was doing was wrong fundamentally because I wasn't fitting in because I wasn't doing and Mm. I think I heard a quote from somewhere I'm sorry I can't remember where I heard this quote but the quote was everyone spends their whole lives trying to fit in 
And then they realized that to be special, you had to spend your whole life not. And I was just like, that's exactly where I, like, I spent my whole life trying to fit in, trying right. to trying to worm my way into these friend groups, trying to please popular kids, trying to, you know, like there was actually a girl. This is a real story. There was a girl who called me her butler and I would just do shit for her because she was popular. And I was just like, I wanted wow. her to like me. So I would go to the lunchroom and get her, give her my milk. And, and not because I liked her in any kind of way like that, but just because I was like, if I'm seen by this girl as cool, then, and, and again, it wasn't even about popularity. For me, it's always been about friends. It's always been about finding people I can relate to and finding people that like would, would enjoy spending time with me. And by the time middle school came, it was uh. like the darkest period for me. It was probably the period of my life that I was at my lowest. And it, it got to a point where I started hating. I started being resentful. I started being angry because these people were trying to force me to be something that I didn't want to be. And it started making me a little bit, I would say on the path, the wrong path, the path where instead of learning to love myself, I was allowing myself to hate everything else. And that really led to my depression. Because when you hate everything, when you hate your potential, when you don't know your self-worth, then you're willing to trade it in for nothing. And that's what I was doing for a long, so deep. into high school, man, like for a long time, I was giving away pieces of myself to just to please people, just to make it so that somebody would pay attention to me or somebody would invest in me in any kind of a way. And it took a really long time. Like, that didn't happen. It For all my trying, it didn't happen. So, like, me and Sashel had similar uh, plans of attack. It just, it doesn't always work out in the way that, like, you know, people are going to be accepting of you, you know, kind of following on. I think it's because, Sashel, you got to stay in, at least, like, when you moved. Like, it was kind of like you were here for a long time. And then you moved and you were here for a long time. And you really got to, like, actually like Sachel became a part of those people whereas where I was I was always separate I I think that we, I agree we did have similar plans of attack however I think one of the main differences was that I found um a group of other of other people who were weird in different ways than I was and that helped me really kind of gain not some insight, but kind of a, a little bit of acceptance right? Uh, into like my differentness. So I was like, oh, it's okay to be different. These people, like it was like, like uh, just a random, you know, average, average people right. who like you were into something different like anime or video games or you know board games or something like for me it was like books i loved fair. reading i loved reading and people it just it was the beginning of the technology age so people were like why, right. why are you reading a book yeah so my first group of close friends and like i know you said that i stayed in one place for a long time and then another but my whole first place and i stayed in a like a that middle space at the end of elementary school, beginning of middle school, where I kind of learned how to navigate social, like 
society right, right, in general. Right. Uh, where I learned how to talk to people. <laughs> right. To which we are using to great effect. <laughs> right. So, so yeah. So I moved uh, to like my forever home around sixth grade. So that was like in the middle of middle school, beginning of middle school ish. Right. And, um, that allowed me, I made friends with like other people who were into interesting things. Like it wasn't necessarily like your popular kids. Right. But mm-hmm. who cares? Just, like they were just, they were people. You were discovering and, your self worth because yeah. you were deciding like to give it to certain people and not give it to other people. Right. Like the thing was, is I didn't close my off to my, myself off. I didn't close myself off to making friends with anyone, but um, some of those people became um, my closest friends who I still chat with, you know, right. to this day. And it's just like, it's not that they were super weird. It's just like, you know, there's always like those kids that have less friends than right. like. Oh, yeah. The pop, the super popular. Right. I'm aware, and, and this like, is gonna I, sound like a sob story, sure. but I'm just saying I'm aware of those kids because those were the kids that would like throw stuff at me at lunch. <laughs> oh, <laughs> they were like the not oh. popular kids, but they made them feel better to like find someone lower than them. Oh, yeah, yeah, I guess it might have just been like our school experiences were slightly sure. different. Mine was more, mine was more positive. Um, You're also like I met people. You are a more optimistic person. Just, just by off off jump like you even if like people didn't love you i'm sure i i don't i feel like you convinced yourself that there will be people like they they will show up they may not be these people but they they will show up whereas like i just convinced myself that nobody's going to love me just 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 because it felt like that like again we're talking yeah you didn't know at the time that you were doing things that made people not love you it wasn't like who you were as a person right which like was something that i could spot as a young kid i remember this one kid um getting up in front of the class and like singing a song that nobody knew that nobody like we just had time at the end of class and he was like i'll sing and i was literally just like bro you have no idea like how weird you're being right now or there was this girl that I knew who, like, the just the clothing choices that she made, like, were so different than everybody else. Like, I'm saying she would wear, like, a, like a homeschool outfit. Right. Oh, that's kind of a general statement, so I should, like, break it down. But yeah. e- either way, like, she was very visually different, and he was, like, very different in his actions. And I could see from a very young age how everyone else was responding to that person. Right. And at the end of the day, they were just being themselves, and it just wasn't something that everyone else was doing at the same time. Right. And the, the school that I went to was very – it was, like, a ton of white people, so it was very carbon copy. And – my parents and my si- my sisters, who I love, are very traditional American white people with their with their personalities and their life choices, you know. <laughs> yeah. So I had four different people that I really loved, who really loved me back, that fit that description. So I was like, I I got white people covered, and when I go to school, like the white people that I'm interacting with don't really care about me right. at all, and they don't care what I have to say. So, like, I just started to be interested in things that weren't traditional because I thought that it wasn't for me. I mean, that's I think I think that's something that kids in general go through. And again, this is the sole reason we're even talking about this 
is the roots where where you're coming from is so important to how you like first appear to the world right like if your roots are all tangled and all and 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 you're you're confused sure. and you, and you you aren't picking like the things that you want to represent for yourself then you're going to pop out of the ground looking different than everyone else you're gonna look like a different plant for sure dude and, and i had some freaking roots the parent the, my hot my parents live in the house that i they bought because right. i was being born so like my roots are a wise old oak they're still there and honestly my roots like like i said my parents are loving as hell but my mom was just as weird as i am. they are yeah my mom is weird <laughs> Like, yeah. like, like, and, and love I love, I love it about her. Love we it. We have such a great relationship today because we're both weirdos. Yeah. And she, she, she was already labeled weird because in the nineties, having a kid with a black man was weird mm. uh, back then. But like, she was weird in other ways too. The kind of music she listened to, the kinds of things she liked to do. Like my mom, believe it or not, was like hitting the club with her sister. Like, like they would like go to the club and like dance to like Molly Maul and Slick Rick. And like, she knew all the dance, you know, the L she taught me the LA walk. She taught me electric slides. She taught wow. me all that stuff. Like, and, and because she's That's white. That's pretty cool. Yes. I love my mother. That's because pretty cool. Because she's white though. It was weird. Right. It, it was uh, weird yes. for her to be doing. Right. So my mom, by the time I came out and developed a, a child to mother relationship with her, she was so comfortable being different and so comfortable being herself that it was hard for her to explain to me that it's okay for me to be different and for me to be weird. And then my stepdad, my dad, was very focused on turning me into a man like because I was a very like sniffle, sniffle, cry about everything kid. So he was very focused. Aww, you know, which it, is hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> I was I was like the the you could you would I call me it. if you called me a booger, I would start crying. Uh like mm -hmm. it, it, it I was just so sensitive. Are we all though? I, I was, was so crazy sensitive. sensitive. But for for um for and again, this is comes down to the man and woman culture in America, and we'll we'll do an episode on that. Sure. But uh I was it wasn't a good way for me to be because then everything affected me like i was i was brought down by the smallest things so then when the big things hit it it wrecked me it's right? not a good thing for girls to be either they're it's just more accepted but i kind of wanted to now that we've built this picture of my childhood being horrific i wanted to talk about the turning <laughs> point of when i decided screw it like i'm done i'm done trying to project myself as what you guys want me to be. I'm just gonna, I'm doing it. I'm just gonna do Hell what I yeah. wanna do. Now, again, I was I was very depressed. It, it didn't, it wasn't like I had just one day woke up and was like, oh, everything's better. But there were this thing uh, in my school where if you wore cargo pants, you were weird. It was like weird to wear cargo pants. And again, this, this is kids. was weird. This is kids, bro. Like they pick weird <laughs> things to You're be right. sensitive about yo right? and then cut to like later when cargo shorts were all in and right. everybody wore them right i was ahead of my time ew uh so so <laughs> uh well i would wear cargo pants all the time i loved them because they fickle. had so many pockets i had a pocket for a book i, I love I had a pocket cargo for another pants. book right like i had yeah. like this is before phones so i had my fucking uh cd player in one of, in one cargo of my pockets. pants were weird for girls to wear at my school too. Cargo pants were like the you were like a tr like a hiker. Right. 
So the kids at my school would, uh, they would always ask, like, what do you got in your pants? And they would they, just, like, there was random things. And I wasn't the most hygienic kid, so they would always be like, oh, he has shit in his pockets. He, he smells like shit. He has shit in his pockets. Shit like that, right? That's hilarious and, and super mean. And me and my mom went to the store to buy pants. And I was I was crying uh. because I was like, I, like, I want what I like, but also, like, I should get jeans because that's what the... And my mom was like, do whatever the hell you want to do. Like, don't let them tell you who you are, like, how you should dress. Like, are they, they're not your mama. I'm your mama. And I was just like, okay. So we get to the uh-huh. store and I doubled down, bro. I bought like four pairs of cargo pants because that's what I like to wear. Right. And I'm in school and the kids are making fun of me as per usual. And I just like... I was I don't know. It was I was just okay with it at that point. I was like, all right, if you're gonna make fun of me for wearing cargo pants, then you must really not have anything better to do with your life. Meanwhile, I'm over here with freaking dot hack in one pocket and then freaking uh, my Walkman in the other pocket or my CD oh, player. Books and music. And I'm just sitting here like I had headphones. I that's when I started middle school. I started wearing headphones Close constantly. Close to your heart and constantly present in your pants. Like if you were making fun of me, I wouldn't half the time I wouldn't even be able to hear you because I was literally just always in my headphones. And it really was a turning point for me because I decided not that I was going to stop letting it affect me because it did. It still affected me, and I'm sure it affects a lot of people. But I stopped letting it dictate who I was going to be. If I'm going to like anime and manga and I'm going to like this weird stuff, then I'm going to like it. It's Them picking on me isn't going to make me stop liking what I like. Right. And I just didn't understand spending my life doing things that I only kind of like for other people. It just didn't make sense to me. So I joined the football team. I literally was a hundred and fucking thirty-five pound eleven-year-old, fat as fuck. Couldn't run. Jesus, I dude, That's I could Don't wait, bro. Bro, I couldn't run. I'm still not that heavy. <laughs> I couldn't run right. around a field once. I couldn't run around a field once. Right. I I would literally throw up during the jog around the field. I I would literally like I was I was a mess, and the reason I did it is because I talked to my dad. And I told, he was like, well, I was crying, you know, doing the, <laughs> I was crying. And he was like, well, what's, what's, what's your problem? Like, what, what, what don't you like about yourself? Like, what are you, what are you crying about? And I was like, they're so mean to me. He's like, okay, I don't, what they're doing is over there. What are you doing? What don't you like about yourself? And my main thing back then was I was fat. I didn't like being fat. I used to walk around with my you stomach. Could do something about that. I used to walk around with my stomach sucked in all day. Like I was getting ab workouts from sucking in my stomach all day long, constant, all day. Ooh. And I, mean, I did that too, but I imagine if I was like large, right, it wouldn't have made much of a difference. So you were doing that just. Just, just for, for your own mindset. I used to walk like, around. I was like, I can fit into these pants versus I can't fit into these pants. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, this was just for appearances. And I used to walk around with my with fish lips. Because I used to think <laughs> it, it would make me look thinner. It, it would make my face look more attractive. I'm sorry you did duck face before duck face was a thing. I, again, I was ahead of my time. <laughs> like... <laughs> 
<laughs> people don't understand. I was ahead of my time. Right. So 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 I he was like like if if that's your biggest problem, if that's the thing that 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 is is hurting you right now, then change it. It is a changeable thing. And I'm just like, how? Like, oh, what? He's like, I don't know. Join, join the football team or something. Because we watched football as a family. Like, we were, we were avid Washington football mm. team fans. Aww. So we would, we would watch the games and stuff. And he was just like, you know, play football or something. You know, like, and again, he didn't have a lot of expectations because I, again, couldn't run to the end of the driveway without <laughs> crying and throwing up about my feet. But uh, so I joined the football team, and it was, again, like kids laughed at, like literally literally laughed at me when i showed up like like they were like you want to play football and i was like eh, i mean play is relative i, I want to be here <laughs> i want to be here and, and run kind of <laughs> because i had that mindset of stubbornness which again like is was like to a fault because like where yeah. sachel and danny kind of assimilated easily i was assimilating much more rigidly because i was very rigid in the things that i liked I was like, I'm not changing this. Like, you can tell me it's weird all you want. I'm going to keep doing Whether I'm doing it alone in my room or I'm doing it in homeroom, I don't care. This is what I like. So it made it very rigid. So when I started doing football, that stubbornness came in handy because even though I was being made fun of, even though I never started a game that year and I puked every time we ran and I would cry because I couldn't, my legs hurt so bad, I kept doing it. I just kept doing it. Because I was not about to let, again, this is me as a kid, so I wasn't thinking this per se, but just in my head, like, you know, I think about, this is really lame, and it, I'm warning you now, it's lame, but in my head, I'm like, would Goku stop because people told him to stop? <laughs> like, like that's my role, like, like, you. like, would Goku stop because someone told him, would Naruto, like, just give up because he was being laughed at? And, like, that made me feel special. It wasn't necessarily a cure-all for like I still was very depressed. I still went through some very hard times, but it gave me that edge where I was just like, "Keep doing it." It's why just you didn't quit the football going. team. So yeah. then, when you started to see results, right? You know what happened then? Yeah, I mean, for me, mine was more or less finding comfort for myself over, like achieving some some goal because once i found like my group of like people who i could relate to and hang out with even though no one else right was in that group and this is like prior to my end stage where danny like like danny's where right. i was just like floating around chameleon so around. prior to that I had like four friends, you know, and these were the people that I could call or I could, you know, we sat at lunch together. Right. Things like that. Like that was kind of the main thing for me is did I have people to sit with at lunch? Yes. Then I was fine. Um, after that, nothing else mattered. I just wanted to have like a lunch table. Right. To go to every day. <laughs> to be able to sit down and have people like there that want to talk to you, that have been waiting to talk to you all day. I wanted yeah. that wow. so bad. It got to the point. Sorry. Sorry. You're all right. I thought I was interrupting. No, go for it. I It go got to it. the point where I sat in the bathroom and ate my lunch, which I like, I'm sure you guys have, can relate to that or like it's a shitty feeling, but it really like it was twisted. So what happened was I went to the lunchroom. And people offered for me to sit at their table. 
And I was just so sick of being around people that I genuinely didn't like mess with that I would rather be by myself. And that's what made me like kind of upset was that I'm like, dude, there really isn't people out here that I want to hang out with that are I want to be close friends. And what is that about? But then at the same time, like I was being very uh closed off like I wouldn't hang out with any weird well, that's kids. that that's, I didn't even start yeah, hanging that, out with weird kids until I started hanging out with you t- yeah to me that sounds like no offense but you are coming from a place of place of privilege for sure and not, where not people wanted to not hang out racial with privilege everyone no, just, just privilege just privilege right just privilege. right because um, you guys would have given anything for someone to be like do you want to sit with us like you right you the wanted thing is, that I've never eaten in a bathroom, mostly because I think that's gross. It's disgusting. But... <laughs> same. Literally yes. same. Like, fuck that. <laughs> Personal preferences. Like, yeah. you eat in the bathroom, okay? okay? Instead of hanging out with all your friends. Like, you make no sense to me. But that's fine. I accept you. Um, we love you. But no, I would I literally... Just... There were times where, like, I would sit at a table in the corner and no one would come and sit with me that day and I would just be eating lunch by myself. Uh, I, you know? I, and it's tell. it's it's kind of sad. But it's really once sad. I had, yeah, but once I had like my group, then I think um I was really able to grow as a person. Not only did I get more comfortable being a person. Right and talking with people and kind of expressing what I liked. Like you said, that kid who sang, like I loved singing. Honestly, even as a shy kid, singing Mm. was totally different from talking for me. Like I sang solos in elementary school. Yep. Whenever they asked who wanted to sing at the end of the class. (laughs) Yeah. But then I wouldn't like make eye contact with people. I would just go up in front and just start singing. I straight like, up I wouldn't my eyes. talk to anyone about it. Yeah, I wouldn't talk to anyone about it. Like it was super scary. Right. But uh but yeah, then I started getting into things that I really liked. Like middle school was when I started getting into musicals mm-hmm. and Finding dancing. Kind and, of to get, to yeah. Get and then I I found more people. Who just like they were like, oh, you like to do this too, right. like yes. And your confidence in what you liked to do drew people to you, like that's right. how why I was drawn to you as a friend. Uh, like r- early on from your musical tastes, you were just unapologetic about the kind of music you like to listen to, and it drew me to you because I was going through a struggle at that time where like I like to listen to music that a lot of people around me didn't like to listen to. So it was very polarizing at school for me to find someone that's not only older so wiser but also like my color like like mixed like she went through the same kind of polarizing thing that i did to find someone who's literally like i don't give a shit I'm, i don't care if your friends in the back seat i'm gonna blast this Avenged sevenfold and i was just like Correct. so here for it i was so here for that and i think that the point of all this everyone that's listening the point of what we're talking about is that we all came from very different places We all came from very different struggles. We all came from very different things. Yet the thing that's that that is connected in all of these stories is that sense of self, that sense of self-worth that we started developing over time. Sachelle started developing it from the validation that she was getting doing what she liked to do because she realized she liked to do everything. And then people started coming to like literally relating to her 
So like it was easy yeah. for her to like connect to people, whereas I didn't have that. But at the same time, I was cultivating my own sense of self by saying, fuck everyone else. I'm going to do what I like to do and I don't care. And it took longer. But eventually people started gravitating to me for that because they're like, oh, you just do whatever the hell you want to do. Oh, I like you. And I was like, oh, that's that's weird. Nobody's ever said that before. But OK. Right. Yeah. And so, yeah. So, I mean. I think turning it into from something negative, like I was feeling some way about myself um, as a child and then kind of like learning that it's okay to try a bunch of different things and to just be into what I'm into. I'm really into music. Like I'm really into, into dancing and theater. And that became a huge part um, of my identity as a person. Yes that wasn't had nothing to do with race and i loved that even though i will will tell i'll talk about this a little bit later when we get into like talking about thick skin ah yeah because <laughs> i have i have a horror story from, from i had uh, i have one theater in a school full of white people <laughs> I know what you're Ooh. talking about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be a spicy bit. But the the point that we're talking about these negative things in this supposedly positive episode is not to regale you with the the horror stories of our youth. No. It's literally so that you can see from the evidence cuz you guys at this point it's been 6 episodes and you can see how we all have so much love and so much uh self-respect and self-worth and that was cultivated through these times right like we talk about them sadly like they're sad like they were talking about the lunch table story random bit of information about me until eighth grade i sat alone until ninth grade i sat alone at lunch because they would try and move me from table to table the teachers would try and move me from table Uh. to table and the kids unequivocally every single time would throw a fit they would literally be like, no, we don't want him at our table. So I had a table that they cleared off. There's nobody else at this table. They cleared a table just for me. So I had sat by myself for, for a long time. But it was it was the reason why I'm I'm even talking about it is that level of of pain increased my tolerance. And what I didn't know when I was a kid and what I think a lot of people don't know until they mature is that life is a bitch. Like, like you are not like you think those kids are mean. Life is going to just freaking is really it's going to come and it's going to get you no matter who you are. Right. So having this developed this understanding that sometimes things suck. Sometimes people don't like me. Sometimes I don't like myself. Like, like sometimes I just legitimately don't like myself. None of that at the end of the day is permanent. None of it. Right. It is always subject to change. It is always subject to how I feel and what I'm willing to do about it. That's what my dad said. I don't care how they feel about you. I really don't. I don't care if they think you're a loser. What do you think? So, Sebastian... Would you say that your like 
would you tend towards more towards like a resentful or like a thankful feeling of like your past like all these things that have up until i moved into your house resentful as hell i was i had a chip i had a big ass chip on my shoulder and while it did lead to me doing some pretty amazing things uh starting on a varsity team that ended up winning two state championships was like a like unbelievable like my whole family was like what like like what happened uh starting a band and and by myself literally like like and the people that was with not like just by myself but yeah. like the, the band I remember how you willed that into existence just, and like that was all from resentment of people trying to tell me that I couldn't be what I wanted to be but it turned you literally were like I'm just gonna do it all I remember like your schedule at the time because you would work you worked overnights when you were trying to create a band so he would go into work at 11 p.m and he would get out at 7 a.m and then they would be like let's have band practice at 11 a.m and he would stay up and then he would go to band practice and then we would hang out and then he'd be like I gotta get some sleep before work and he would do that like almost every day that's yeah. that's kind of the point of what I'm what's to answer Sasha's question is the resentment uh, turned into thankfulness because as the chip on my shoulder started getting smaller and smaller and as I started realizing like I can will this sh- I can will this into existence by just being passionate I started to realize holy crap those kids that picked on me for wearing cargo pants and pushed me down the stairs when I was on crutches. I would not have been able to do any of that without them. Like literally nothing that I've done in my life right. would have come to fruition if I was still the sniveling kid that cried you every still time cared someone called me thought. a booger. Right. Could you imagine if you were still trying to be their friend to this day? Hell no. Hell no. Especially right. the, as the person I That'd am be now. Terrible. Hell no. People would hate me. Like I would be in jail, bro. Like, like people would people would downright hate me because I'm just so quick to voice how I feel. And I, I thank you for that question, Sasha, because I want to ask you the same. Like, like, I feel like you, even though you don't have, like, the horror story of it, I, I felt when you were talking about it, that distance you felt from people. And you obviously must have cared enough to try and find a solution to fix it. Did you have resentment for those people? Did that push you to try and fix it? Yeah, before I answer that, I just want to tell you guys a story that I alluded to about theater. Oh. <laughs> um, so, in high school, um, I was really into theater. I tried out for musicals and plays, and I did like that was that was like part of my identity, like I said, and it started in middle school. But in high school, so um, it was the first play that I tried out for. And it was the miracle worker. So I don't know if you guys are familiar with that. It's the story of Helen Keller. Oh, that's dope. Yes. And there is a role uh, in this play named Viney, who is Helen Keller's family slave. Oh, boy. I just got chills. Like, I just got chills. Guess what role I got cast as Uh, in this? Helen Keller? Uh, yeah no no i got cast as viney so oh no yeah and being the the only person of color um almost in the school that that would make me mad that would make me real mad now i had i actually got a lot of um 
backlash from this from the other select few people of African-American descent in my school for accepting this role. But the thing was, is at the time, so imagine me, 15, 14 years old, um, I get cast and that was the goal, right? The goal right. was to get a part. To be and in the I play. was like, you know, I was like, to be honest, if they don't give me this part, while well, I'm upset that this is the part that they gave me, um, I don't want to let go of this opportunity to kind of further, I mean, at the time, my high school career. Right. No, right? I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, if this is going to get me a foot in the door to kind of be into the drama club and stuff like that, I was like, yes, because that was my goal. Right. And that's that's largely how I learned how to live my life. So by the time I was a senior, I got a, a lead role in the musical. And it was the role I tried out for, but I specifically tried out for the... Like, so it was Thoroughly Modern Millie, which is set in the 20s. Yeah. So I'm not a flapper. This body type. Yeah. I know. you. Yeah. Doesn't doesn't work for that. So I tried out for who? The old wise jazz singer who is, I mean, traditionally can be played by a white or a black person. Right. But it's the only role that's really suitable. Right. For a black person in the 20s. Right. Like, think about it. You know, so yeah. then I started to kind of tailor myself and I learned and I actually gained a lot of confidence um, through theater, even though like it was through a lens that was really bad. So it was adults that were doing the casting. Right. Yes. It wasn't it wasn't right. the kids. So this is coming from the people in charge, right. like full grown adults. And I know they weren't trying to be racist. And right. it, but it, it just the result Looking at the results, it ended up that way. Um, but the thing is, is I am super thankful for every, every, um, everything that happened, you know, because it really made me who I am today. And now I have such confidence, even though I will say um, for a long time, that was not true. Right. So, you know, I I learned to love myself in spite of all of these things. But I mean, when I was still trying, like, to just find people, I kind of latched on to some people who were into more negative lifestyles, and I followed them. And because, um. <laughs> because okay. like i really i i wanted to have social connections uh i got into some some really negative uh life choices and i have since brought myself out of them but it took a long time a lot of struggle and Years, finding some really great people to help me out um so not only like the, it led me down a path that could have easily been terrible right but then i finally got myself to a point like like i started college late because when i first started college it just i wasn't the kind of person um who had 
it wasn't that I didn't have the confidence to go to college. It was right. that my my social life was more important at the time. And like I said, it was largely impacted by negative right. uh, influences. So I dropped out of college. But um, in my mid-20s, I went back because between the, uh, the 18 and 24, um, I finally kind of made that leap right saying you know i'm going to unapologetically beat myself in a in a full range so i was like like what you said when i met you was still in that range Mm -hmm. so i was still in the process Oh, i remember i went through weird phases trying to get used to myself right so now that you know uh but eventually i did kind of get that mental strength to not only so i spent a lot of time um, portraying confidence wasn't actually there. Right, right. Oh my god. You know, yes. like the fake it till you make it kind yes. of mentality. I spent a lot of my teenage years in that kind of um, situation, and it didn't really work out. So, like, there were a lot of times, like, <sighs> now that I'm burying my soul to the internet as an adult, which is uncomfortable for those of you. For those of you listening, uh, I do want to say that through this, like, there were a lot of things about myself that I hid. And it wasn't because, like, I wanted to suppress my emotions or anything like that. It was literally because I, like, like, there's certain things you don't tell your parents. Like, I right. love my mother. I yep. love her. I trust her. I know she loves me and she'll accept me for everything that I am. But there are some things that she would be heartbroken to know. And you know it. If she, And I know that. And I really wanted to avoid that. Same. And so, like, I put on a happy face and kind of, kind of went through life. And honestly, doing that helped me to kind of get into a point where, like, my emotional regulation now is boss. Right. Like, you, your, your ability to, like, I don't want to say compartmentalize, but just, like, your ability to take something that's happening in the moment and just kind of go, okay, that, I'm going to set that down for a minute. I'm going to do yep. what I need to do. And then when I have the time, I'm going to pick it back up and I'm going to figure it out. Like, you're, you are one of the best people I've ever met at doing that. Yeah, like I'm the yeah. type of person who's like, I'm mad right now, so I'm going to say mad things. I'm sad right now, I'm going to say sad things. You're the type of person who's like, okay, I'm mad right now, but it's not helpful for my like long-term goals, so I'm going to put it over there and then dissect it later so I can understand myself better. Yeah, so I absolutely am so thankful, not only because like I was able to like make friends and be comfortable with myself, but also I've learned some real-life skills, I think. Because oh, of yeah. the hardships and adverse adversity that I went through, so much, so like it's like, admirable. If you were to like have a list of somebody like made up of you of all the things that that you're like amazing at, or like that you're so super talented, or all, any of the things that make you special. Oh my god, eighty percent of that list at least is like from the shit you went through, like hands down, <laughs> hands down, man, like <laughs> literally, like people are like, oh, I that you're like the life of the party but you're also someone who i can like talk to on a deep level and you're not judgmental and i'm like literally all because like i have learned to be that way was i naturally this way 
no because as you knew as a child I didn't even want to raise my hand to answer a question that I absolutely knew the answer to. Right. Because I didn't want people to judge me. Right. Now I'm over here like, be you. Yeah. Do you. That's... Let me do me. But also, like, right. let's do th- let's do us together. When we were talking about is. what Which episode. Which makes for a good time. When we were talking about what episode we wanted to do this week, uh, I just just hearing Sasha speaking about like you know the topics we could or whatever it made me in my head think back to like holy crap man like the conversations we've had where we just bear the things that are wrong with us so casually and then and then together without any judgment or with any without any like we we work through it and healthily decide what the next course of action is and like that's so rare that's such a rare mindset to have. But I think that if you live your life in fear of what other people think of you, you're never going to get to that point where you are honest with yourself. When you are completely and utterly honest with yourself. And if you're not honest with yourself, how are you going to achieve the things that you want to achieve? It just, it really hits me at home. Like even that story about you being the the slave in the play like you know that makes me angry that makes me really angry it was angry. a controversial it made a lot of uh right color people of color in my school angry well not a lot cuz there weren't a lot but it but- doesn't it doesn't make me angry because you played the role it makes me angry that somebody shoehorned you into that role somebody literally was like you're the best this and for me i would i would have to say having known you that can't be true that literally just can't that can't be true. <laughs> like there there are so many other roles that I know you would have killed and that that and that's the thing to me that really that's what made me resentful. That's what made me hateful was people trying to pigeonhole me before they knew who I was. Before they knew what I was capable of. Now, mm. all my life I was called a burnout. Like people saw the decisions I was making and they were like, there's no way this kid could ever possibly succeed at anything. He's lazy. He's always there. Right. He's always. And the thing is when you start to believe that about yourself is when they win. When you start to pigeonhole yourself is when they win. And for me, I would rather have died. Like, like that's, that's extreme, but I proved it sorry i think inherently like that's the best thing about making it through any kind of adversity in society is saying you know i'm not going to let other people dictate who i am or how i'm gonna live my life how i think about myself and i think that that was kind of it was like growing pains right that you had to go through except like for some people um those growing pains not not easier Right. But different, different, and something that is more easily avoidable because, as you like to say, they don't they don't wear it on their skin, <laughs> right? Yeah. They can put it in their pocket. <laughs> they can be hidden, right? Whereas ours can't, and I think that that's that's the only really unique part of the experience is that there's no real way that we can hide it. So, for example, even if Danny was a super nerd. She could pretend that she's not, and it would be believable. Mm-hmm. Whereas if I pretended that I was white, 
you'd be like, stop being stupid. <laughs> stop like, being stupid. Do you need glasses? Uh, <laughs> right. Like, very obvious to me that that's not true. Right. Right sure. now, you're just lying. Right. <laughs> Whereas, right. And right. everyone knows. And everyone knows. So. Um, it's just like a slightly different experience, but at the same time, like, like I said, I am so thankful for everything that I've gone through. And I think that even though it took a long time to get to this point, like even it was into adulthood before I finally found like the, the level of comfort, um, in myself that I was able to maybe like me as a teen doing something like this. Right. Same. Telling people the truth about my inner feels all the time. Same. <laughs> never would have happened. Never. Never. But um, like it's a different timetable for everyone. And I think that like, for example, it took me a really long time. Like now I'm in a really good place in my life, but I'm also a full fledged adult. Right. Right. Like, and and, and you know. sometimes you can't help but think like, damn, if I just chosen this sooner, I'd be even better by this point. But that's the thing, man. That's the that's the beauty of this episode is your journey. Each individual journey that anyone is taking is exactly the way it's supposed to be like you dwelling on whether or not things could have been better or should have been better is literally just a waste of energy because you can't change it all you can change i think hold on i don't know if this was my 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 parents but uh, someone told me this all you can ch you can't change what people think about you like it's just it's a waste of energy you can only change how you react what it does yes. to you right and and that is such a truth for me that it is now my, my like my life like that's my motto like all the negativity all that extra shit is over there i am living my journey i am i am living my life and i am so happy like dude i can't even sashel knows cuz she met me when i was just sadness so depressed i was sadness personified <laughs> yeah. bro i was the most you were, depressed person. you were just a giant rain cloud right all the time because i felt like I and this is still a fear that I have today. I just manage it better. But I was so afraid that I was going to be alone forever. Because every meaningful relationship that I ever made, I ruined. And it was so aware, like aware to me, like I was so aware of it that every relationship I was currently making was being tainted by it. Because it was like yeah. I was forcing these relationships to be more serious than they needed to be because I felt like, well, if you can't be serious about this relationship, then you're just going to leave like everyone else. And that turned me into like this. this You put pressure. Cloud. Right. It turned me into this person. Nobody ever wanted to be around. And I am honestly so grateful to your brother for. And he might he probably never knows this and he doesn't watch this podcast. So uh, I was so grateful to him right. for showing me that someone could completely live outside of that possibility like he to vote yeah. it never seemed it seemed effortless to him to 
just be himself to just just be vo unapologetically all the time all the time that's actually something that i was always i was always aware of with my brother as well and he was a good role model for me for my emotional well-being like thanks vo thank you vo <laughs> even though i think i leveled it up right um it, i made it work for me cuz me being exactly like him would never work no that would be weird uh, but like but it's just like anything, if some someone tips. gives you a recipe, you're gonna tweak it. You're gonna make it your own. You you got it. <laughs> yeah. But I definitely took some tips out of his book and just decided, you know, being myself was the best option. And to be honest, I would advise kind of everyone to take that journey, but also even if bad things are happening to you and you're being kind of ostracized give it some time and a little bit of effort to be honest and just just uh it'll it'll change it'll change and you know what it'll i think change. that the uh the best thing about this podcast is that we have an example of it right here i feel like when i met danny she was in the middle of tearing herself between many different things she knew, she knew what she wanted, but then also she knew what everyone else wanted from her. Mm. And she was trying to make it all work. And Danny, I would love to hear from you, like, how that's going and, like, the journey that you've taken for the la- over the last seven years. Uh, it's still going. It's definitely a struggle <laughs> because... <laughs> okay. It's life, man. I, <laughs> I have a hard time, like, knowing... <sighs> I, d- I don't personally think that Microphone. I'm at the end of my journey. Like, I definitely still have a hard time um, doing things that I like to do if I know that other people are going to uh, laugh at it, judge, you. judge it. And I think that what happens is it builds up like this uh this desire to share who i am inside um and the all the excitement or the emotion of like getting that chance will actually limit my ability to express myself um and i relate a lot to what you were saying when you were 5 like that 5 year old you that like couldn't raise their hand is something that i have been experiencing lately through my adulthood I grew up just like, I'm fine being me. I'm comfortable with that. And all of you have it wrong. And now that I'm older, I'm starting to realize that when someone judges you, regardless of how it makes you feel, they are telling you a truth, like whether or not, like, let's say someone is judging me because um, I always bring in food to work. I'm like the only person. I show up with like a full 7-Eleven of snacks and <laughs> treats for myself, right? You are the hardest snacker. Yes, you are the snack queen. And honestly, like every single day, multiple people have something to say about it to this day. And what I would, what I do struggle with is not internalizing that and asking myself if I should change, like, okay, do they, should I stop being like that? Is this is something that makes me stand out. This is something that makes me different. 
I started to think that like anything that I was getting from people was judgment. And I stopped realizing that what some people are telling me is that they love that about me. Mm -hmm. All I noticed was that someone is saying to me, hey, this is something I noticed that you do. And like I would just automatically make it a negative thing. And that like negative mindset is something that I've cultivated over the years. So I really struggle with that self-worth or that ability to go like, well, this is me. I like this. I'm really good at knowing that I like it, but I'm really bad at expressing it because it's way easier to hide it at this point. I've been doing it for 26 years. Even though I know that it doesn't really make me happier, I continue to do it and then it continues to make negative waves throughout my life. But I was really excited to have this conversation because I know the both of you pretty well and I know that you both are in a very like different place and you went through what I'm going through at a younger age where you didn't have like the same benefits that I had and you got through it. So like being able to like hear and learn from your stories, it's huge. And that's what I learned. Like, that's what I am learning is that all those people that I said, no, I don't want anything to do with you, like have something to share. And the more that I try and learn from other people, like the more positive I become. That's fucking that's adorable. I love you. (laughs) I will say as an adult, I totally seek out weird people. Those people who right. are not living your traditional, those are my people. Same. Like I, hearts, I love I, you all. I say this all the time. <laughs> I am interested in interesting people. But also, if you're out there looking to expand your social circle, get to know people first. Have a conversation. If it's not worth it, it's not worth it, and that's fine. Move on to the next because there are so many people who you will right. find are worth it. As my good buddy would say, it's fine, dude. It's fine, (laughs) dude. Like, like, it's fine, man. Like, every anyone and everyone can add to your life. Like, don't think otherwise. But being honest with yourself and knowing who is going to add something positive and who's going to add something negative isn't. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with knowing yourself. There's nothing not wrong with knowing your self worth and what it's worth to give to get. Yeah. And also knowing what you bring to the table, because there are some days where, to be honest, the only thing I'm bringing to the table is basic, and and that's what I'm serving today. That's what's Potter on the menu. <laughs> that's Literally. what you're getting. <laughs> what you want? You want basic? That's what you've got today. <laughs> but then, like, there's sometimes where I'm willing to put in some effort even into, like, to any relationship and kind of, like, show people who I am and you just have to know that some pe- people change on a day-to-day basis right. and that's okay as well. Year to year. I I have met people that I didn't like years ago and found that their life has beaten the shit out of them since the last time I saw them and then they're a completely different person. Like like yeah. off jump, completely different person. And that is honestly and we're we're kind of getting uh to long side, but that is honestly one of my favorite things about being a human, one of my favorite things about uh, being a person is that there is something called the human potential. Yeah. Which in my in my heart and in my mind, I believe that no matter who you are today, 
the potential that you have to be more than that or different or greater that is is 100%. There is literally a 0% margin for failure if you're looking yep. to change. But not everyone yeah, can be not everyone it. can be vulnerable and honest. Asha was talking about being afraid of being vulnerable on the internet. That is so real. That is so real. These putting these episodes up, editing them and putting them up for me, I my heart is racing every time cuz I'm like I don't know if I want to share this with people, but I've gotten to the point in my life and, I, and my co-hosts I hopefully agree because they're here. Where I almost cried today. Yes. Okay. Seriously. <laughs> like you saw, I was like, oh. Yes. <laughs> and it, 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 it's important because we want, we want more people to be okay with doing that for themselves. I want more people to come up to me and be like, I was going to say something. I was going to say something about the weather. But honestly, dude, I'm just in a really tough spot. And I don't like myself. And I really want to. If you said that to me, I would clear my schedule. We would go find a restaurant and we would talk because your human potential in my eyes is so much. You are special yeah. to me if you are willing to be that human connection. And in the day of in the days of technology where everyone is, you know, putting all their business on social media and and whatnot, it's gotten harder to be honest. Like there are a That's lot true. of people who are willing to share, but they're sharing the part, the edited part, the part that they put in their brain first, cut out all the pieces that they think other people are going to judge them for and then put out their truth. Like that is that's not what we do here. I, like <laughs> I had to explain to somebody that I love that it has nothing to do with them. Like like yeah. like it's not about you. It, 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 it seems that way because you are you. But it, it is really just me being honest that's why we have the disclaimer on this podcast because we don't want to make a podcast that's that's edited towards certain people or that has a political agenda i just want to tell my story and i just want these lovely awesome people who i have fallen in love with to tell their stories too and for the people listening out there bro i want to hear your story too like i want everyone everyone to tell their story because it is that important you are that important period yeah and i want to add to that even if you're not comfortable like i know we're over here on the internet just bearing it all for everyone <laughs> i'm sweating <laughs> right uh, but the first step, honestly, like like I said, this would be really hard to do in high school, but I was able to do it to myself. I was able to, even if I was alone in a room journaling, uh, it was still like becoming self-aware mm. is, is a journey yes. in and of itself. Yes. Learning learning about yourself is part of the journey. Now that I, I have been completely honest with myself, I am a lot more comfortable more comfortable we'll say still not comfortable right uh being honest with all of you um so <laughs> and we yeah, love you so, for it nuna <laughs> <laughs> yeah so even if you don't want to share it with another human yet at least share it with yourself yes. like you know and that will help that's with where the, I'm at. the human potential as well i need to share know? it with myself and like just seeing you guys live your life and be people that I admire reminds me it's the right thing to do. 
Absolutely. And it's a journey. Like, I'm not like this every day. You know, there are some days that are tougher than Woo! others. Bro, yesterday like, I was ready to put a hole through a wall, and I haven't done that in years. I was, I was, yesterday I was on some. I was on some yesterday. That's so true yeah. that, like, even though we're sitting here trying to say, like, you know, oh, look how far we've come and look at it. I think it's really important that you all know that, like, we, we, we aren't perfect. Like, things happen. Yeah. Things happen. I wake up sometimes and I'm laying in bed. And you can ask Danny. I'm one of the most productive people you'll ever meet. I hop right out of bed and get to work like that. I don't I don't diddle in the morning. Yes. But then some days it's I insane. do. Some days I do. Some days I literally sit in bed for four hours on Instagram knowing I have shit that needs to get done, knowing I have shit that I, I, I promises that I made that I need to keep. And I I can't get myself out. of. I can't. I can't. I just can't pull myself together. And that is important. Those days are important because I'm going to share I'm going to share a personal philosophy that might get me in some hot water. But this is this is this is my own experience. Depression is a disease. It is a medical thing. Mm. But how you handle it doesn't always have to be right. So for me, when depression started being less of a uncontrollable monster in my life and started being more like a pet that I have to feed sometimes was when I realized that happiness, the opposite of depression, is an emotion. And if you think of all of your other emotions, they don't, they're not constant. They don't stay. They visit and then they go away. You're angry for a little. You're sad for a little. You're hungry until you eat. Like, happiness is an emotion. You are not going to experience it every second of every day. Now, that might sound sad, but this is the kicker. This is the part where it becomes great. So is depression. So is, so is your, your, your convincing yourself that you're not good enough. It is just here to visit. And if you, can, if you, can, if you can be aware of that while it's happening... It turns from a monster into a puppy. It turns from from the worst thing that you've ever experienced to something manageable that sometimes I even use to like like if I'm depressed, right. then it's like, okay, well today's my day off then. Like I'm not I'm not doing work today. Like I am I am in not in the mindset to do productive things. So I'm gonna eat Doritos, watch WandaVision, pick my belly button, and head like like not give a shit about anything today. Because I am acutely aware of the fact that I'm depressed. And, and like, I think that's so healthy. I think people trying to shove their depression in their back pocket are only really shooting themselves in the foot because now you're, you're keeping it. You're keeping it around. It's staying around longer now. It's, it's a, in the back of your mind constantly. So like, that's where like, my, my, my siren song, my, my, my call to arms or whatever the hell you want to call it, is, is that don't try to be happy all the time all that you're gonna do is disappoint yourself yeah. that's all you're gonna do yeah. and and come on it's let's be real guys it's life plenty of disappointment to go around and then we don't need right. we don't need any more of that to to live life what you do need more of is understanding and honesty be honest with yourself know know yourself know what you're worth know who you love know what you like and then honesty is going to lead you to the things you don't. But you know what? Right. How are you going to fix a problem if you don't know it exists? 
How are you going to solve these problems if you are avoiding them? And how are you going to stop going yeah. down paths you don't like if you don't first take the time to figure out what you do? Or where you're going. Yeah, that repetitive behavior, absolutely. And I do want to say, while mild depression is easily treatable, right. uh, if you have anything serious going on, find someone to talk to. Please. You know, whether Please. it's a professional or just a friend. Bruh, if you DM our Instagram, at Pro on Instagram, B-U-Y-P-R-O, B-U-Y-E-O-P-R-O, we'll talk to you. I'm not even kidding. I I love. We're desperately waiting for someone to start commenting so that we can interact <laughs> with them. It's gonna be dope. I, I tell me your truth. Tell me what you're afraid of. Tell me the things that you you hate, and I will be honest with you. That's it. That's all I'm promising. I will be honest with you. But here's the thing: that is valuable. It is so valuable in this day and age where our phones lie to us every single day. <laughs> honesty is the most important commodity among humans if, if i love you i will be honest with you because to me love and honesty hand in hand bud hand in hand if you lie to me you don't love me i just appreciate i appreciate your take sebastian i think it's very rare and unique and it's needed so. i appreciate you daniel I appreciate both of you. We Look at all this love. And you, then uh, it's a good spot to to end today's. Yeah. Yeah. No, but I think I think that that speaks to the fact that, like we said, this is still this is a journey. Everyone's on it. We're all in different places. So I mean, Danny, I'm sure you will do some self reflecting mm -hmm. after today's conversation. Yes. We're I, all gonna I think do this, some self reflecting. This was self reflecting. <laughs> um, I just don't think that it's a. Uh, it's a one person problem. I think that I was very privileged. I was very lucky growing up in my life. And I still struggle with finding that uniqueness, finding that identity and, and finding my place. I think that you guys had such a hard time in the beginning. Like to be five years old and to be socially anxious or to be like ostracized and, and like treated poorly is something that would have crushed me. I know it. Actually, I don't know it. I know that I didn't have to experience <laughs> it. Right. I would have been really, really sad. And so I'm sure you guys were too. But it didn't kill you. You're still here. Right. Like, being cast as a slave for Sachelle, like, didn't stop her from pursuing her love of musicals to the point where by the time that she was a senior, even though they was still acting up, she got to be muzzy. <laughs> from Thoroughly Modern Millie, which is like sass and all the Broadway. And if you like being a musical person, like that's a great character to get to be. And now she's had that life experience. I think uh, something that, that Danny said just now that really stuck with me, and I'm, I'm gonna end on this, is you're not alone. We're doing this together. And since we started this channel on the internet, that means we are opening these up to anyone and everyone. You don't have to do this alone. Whether it's just listening to the podcast or reaching out and messaging us or even just having the courage now to go find someone in your own life to go and talk to, you have people who care about you yeah, because bro. you are a human and therefore you have the potential. It feels like you're alone. I think that everybody feels that way. But I it's did. just not, it's yeah. a feeling. It'll go away. Let's kind of bring humanity together. Let's bring humanity back, guys. 
humanity. Humanity. The humanity tribe. <laughs> we can we can have the Hummins tribe. We have the Hummins tribe. Yeah, actually, so if you're a human, you qualify as being not alone because you're in our group. That's that's actually I'm, I'm going to end on this point. I know I've said this three times now, but I'm going to end on this point because I wanted to bring this up. We uh, decided today we don't know exactly how we're going to spell it, but we decided today that uh, the listeners, because now we have some, uh, we decided on a name that is going to keep us and you all in the same group because we're all this. We decided to call you guys cultures. Now, the small definition of this, we'll do a whole thing uh, in another video. Small definition is that a, a culture is intricate and it's complicated and it has a lot of, uh, it has a lot of like uh, layers to it. It has a lot of nuances. nuances. And I don't see, and, and my co-hosts agree with me, why an individual isn't a culture. Because you are just as complex, just as layered, and just as important as any culture that exists on this planet. And with that, my cultures, stay cultured. Bye. Thank you. Ooh, I got a little spicy there. I'm sweating. It's hot. Oh, Lord.